Today's podcast is brought to you by the newest sponsor of the Hail to the District podcast, and that's Wildberries Bakery and Cafe, located in beautiful Frederick, Maryland, just about 30 minutes north of the district. Now, guys, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. If you want to do something nice for your wife or your significant other, or you need a surefire way to get out of the doghouse, skip the cliched flowers, the crappy little present that she's never going to use or wear, and give her what women truly love, and that's dessert. Wildberries has an incredible variety of gourmet desserts made in-house by the professional pastry chef who owns the bakery. You can choose from French pastries, handmade chocolate truffles, fresh homestyle cookies, a whole mess of cheesecakes and pies, and some of the very best cakes in the entire Washington, D.C. area. And for the chocolate lovers out there, I strongly recommend the bacon chocolate truffles or the triple chocolate pie. You will lose your damn mind. So make a trip up there, and I promise you it's so worth it, and tell the chef that you heard about Wildberries from the Hail to the District podcast and receive 10% off your next order of $10 or more. For more information, visit www.wildberriesbakery.com. That's www.wildberries.com bakery.com or you can even give them a call at 301-620-7695 for more information welcome to the hail to the district podcast with your host rajan nanavati welcome everybody to the hail to the district podcast i'm rajan and i'm joined by my buddies neil and john to discuss the craziness that was yesterday's nba draft and more specifically the flurry of trades that we had stemming from that and given that the first big domino to set things off was the eyebrow-raising deal between the Bulls and Knicks, I thought it was only fair to get Neil's thoughts as a Bulls fan on the on the trade. So we'll go right ahead and start talking about Derrick Rose being dealt to the Knicks in exchange for Robin Lopez, Jose Calderon, and Jerry and Grant. Uh, Knicks also included Justin Holiday, or the Bulls also included Justin Holiday in a second-round pick. But obviously, the centerpiece of the deal involves Derrick Rose uh, leaving Chicago and becoming a member of the Knicks. Neil, uh, as the Bulls fan, I'll let you lead with the eulogy. Great. It's the Jose Calderon era, baby. Um, no, D-Rose, dude, he, uh, it, it's sad to see him go, even though he had, like, you know, two terrible knees. Um, but, man, what a, knees? What, yeah, what, a, what a shitty start to the offseason. First, fucking LeBron wins a title, which any Bulls fan just doesn't want to see, and then we lose the son of Chicago. Um was he really the son of Chicago? He, I feel he was, like man. He 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 embodied it. Like like we the the city and the team was just so pumped when they scored that number one pick. Like they knew exactly who they were gonna pick with with that. The one point seven percent chance to get D Rose the out of out of Marion High. I mean, it's like unbelievable. Like what that what he brought to this city. And then his rookie year. I hope nobody forgets like how nasty he was in the seven game series against the Celtics. Like we're all going to remember his injuries and like him kind of being a pussy when he was hurt and not playing. Um, saying dumb things. I, yeah. Just saying really dumb things. And his brother, Reggie, like, I'm glad we're not dealing with that, but man, like he, he, he did the city proud. He, he definitely brought the bulls back to like, you know, a status. I mean, wasn't we it had like three straight conference finals. Uh, no, I don't think we made the conference finals when he tore his ACL. And so um, I think it was like two, maybe. But no, I don't. Uh, Look at that. I up. don't think so. But uh, I mean, he had his rookie year, and then we lost in the first round of the Celtics. And then his third year, his MVP year, we got to the finals with, um, you know, loss to the cheat. And then uh, his ACL, we basically just didn't have it 
So we've been eliminated by LeBron way too many times. It really annoyed the fuck out of me. And we were never able to field a healthy team. Uh, a lot of it because of Rose's knees, but then other things. But it's just sad to see him go. And it's going to be really irritating to hear Knicks fans like rip on him because that's not their they're, – they're just – they shouldn't be allowed to. You know, that, that's, that was for the Bulls to do and Bulls fans. But he'll, so, he's going to be missed, man. It's the end of an era. That's the Bulls fan in you talking. So here's the objective NBA fan where I don't really give a crap about anything. I don't see I, – I understand why the Bulls traded Rose. They had to. I think he's a, he's a uh, – this is last year of his contract. He's going to demand a big deal. He might play well in a contract year. I just – I don't see the upside of why New York would do this deal. I think it's probably the most head-scratching deal out of – the big deals that happened. I mean, the surge or Ibaka to Orlando, which we'll get was kind of a terrible deal in one direction, but this one just didn't make any sense because let's play this out. You add Derek Rose to the Knicks. You add another ball hog ball centric guy to a team. That's already got one ball centric guy. Who's probably on the downside of his career or rapidly approaching, if not already on the downside of his career, you have one guy who by all the analytics says he does not give the ball to his big guys. What is the one redeeming value that the Knicks have right now? It's a big guy named Zingy, right? So let's even say, take that one step further. Let's say Derrick Rose balls out this year. Let's say he, say he looks, you know, vintage Derrick Rose circa five years ago. If that happens, I'm going to be so angry. No, you know what? Yeah. Let's just say it happens. Then he is at a point where he's going to command big money at a time when the cap is going to blow up. And you know what the Knicks are going to do? They're going to pay it for him. Because what do the Knicks do? They spend money like they have no clue how to do basic accounting. And then he's going to revert right back to I have one knee and saying dumb shit Derrick Rose. There's no upside to this deal whatsoever as a Knicks fan. If I was a Knicks fan, I would be irate. Or I'd be, I'd be morose because this is just vintage Knicks. Like this is just another deal in the litany of stupid Knicks Well, deals. this is like A, they, they want to get into the playoffs. Um and they're this kind the of, treadmill of they're emulating kind of what what you know the duo of OKC does, right? You have a Ford who's like pretty much a crazy pure scorer, and then you get like hopefully a very athletic point guard who can take it to the hole or maybe dish an assist or two. But Oklahoma Derek City Rose has other Carme things. New York has Derek nothing. Rose and Carmelo Anthony are Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook on crystal meth. Yeah, I'm not they're, saying I mean I'm not I, I I don't mean to say they're on par. I'm just saying it's a similar formula. But it's, it's a, a really formula for mediocrity. But that's all you – what are they going to do in the East? Nobody except Cleveland is going to come out of the East anyway, right? So their goal right now is to make the playoffs. But this, let's talk about – this trade, they're going to make the playoffs. As we were talking well, about they, throughout the finals, it's not necessarily about next year. It, it, it's Let's talk two years from now, three years from now, when Father Time, who's the only person who can beat LeBron James, when Father Time starts catching up with him. Even now, he's still 90%, but he's starting to decline ever so slightly. Even despite I don't, I don't know how. After seeing the finals, like I, I don't know. He must have shot himself up with something because he looked vintage. No, this was vintage, <laughs> especially games five, six, and seven, where he's basically averaging a triple double, or it was, it was, I think, like thirty-six, nine, and nine, or something very close to that effect over the last three games. Yeah, dude just went otherworldly. But at some point, it was like his last gasp. I, I'm not saying next year he's going to suck, but at some point, the miles start to add up. All those minutes start to add up. The East in three years from now is open, and all the Knicks did, I promise, is screw themselves over. And you are 
stunting the development of your one prize piece who everyone's like shit we should have drafted that guy i i it was the dumbest deal ever and i can't say enough bad things about it and i kind of for some reason have a weird soft spot for the knicks and i can't even figure out oh why. oh my god i hate them dude they're they're one of the only teams that can evoke my utter like they bring back that rivalry that uh, of the bulls i grew up watching like uh, i pity them but i also hate them rajan like john I, starks in the 90s <laughs> I was more of a Patrick Chewing guy, but okay, not a Charles yeah, Oakley, or maybe Oak. I, I, you go, you can't root against it's Oak. It's hard to hate Oak. But, I agree. And Jeff Van Gundy, God, Jeff Van I think Gundy Jeff, grabbing Jeff, legs. Jeff Van Gundy was probably my favorite. <laughs> um, reminding me of a white Gandhi. That's basically <laughs> what it was. But I, I just, it, from the Bulls' perspective, and we'll get more into the whole Jimmy Butler deal or no deal thing either. But I'm like, from the Bulls' perspective, it also is like a dabbling thing because. Jerry and Grant, we talked about this. Nice piece. Is he a great player? Probably not, but he's a nice piece. He could be Robin a role Lopez, player. Robin Lopez. Yeah, he, he could be, be a, a role solid player. Point guard. He, yeah. Robin Lopez, whatever. Jose Calderon, well past his prime. And I get that the Bulls got something for nothing as opposed to just letting Derrick Rose walk in free agency because he was getting pissy because he's not the guy on the team anymore. Or Jimmy Butler's basically like, screw you, old man with one knee. This is my team now. Yeah, I, so you know, that's he, the thing. He, I, I can't imagine. I don't think Rose was like pissy. I bet it's more like his brother is spewing shit to him. Like, we know Rose is not a smart smart individual and i bet he was very manipulated by his brother in terms of the way he thinks um but he's always been a humble dude too ever from all accounts he's a hard worker he's cognizant of what he's saying how it i know this won't make any sense but like how it impacts the fan base around him he genuinely cares he cares about his team i think joe kim noah loves him from a teammate does, perspective does but he wore at some point, you know, that train has sailed, as the saying goes. Like it's just, it was time to move on. And I'm very much in the boat that okay, if you're the Bulls, you traded Derrick Rose as the first domino. Either shit or get off the pot. Either you're rebuilding or you're committing, you're contending for the fifth or sixth seed. Now you're just doing the Ernie Grunfeld thing, where you're just trying to slip into the eighth seed every single year by saying, "Well, we're going to keep Jimmy Butler and then fuck everything else around him." It just. I don't like the deal for either side. I don't like the deal from the Bulls side more so because they didn't make a deal afterwards. And we'll get a lot more into that with the whole Jimmy Butler thing. But it's a big name because it's Derrick Rose as a former MVP and a former number one overall pick and all those good things. But it's just like it's a lose-lose shit taco turd sandwich conundrum for me. Yeah, it was the bit. we're not going to compete anytime soon with this, and that's that. I think that goes back to an offline conversation. Yeah, I, I we are definitely playing for when LeBron like skips town. Um, hopefully that we'll we'll have pieces in place to compete. But I don't really trust our front. Our front office has done shit uh, for you know for a while now. Um, it'd be kind of nice to also just you know trade off Butler. I don't see him being the superstar that Rose was for the team. I just don't. Um, we're not gonna bring. We're not gonna have Noah back. Powell's gone. Um, He's long yeah, gone. Yeah, it's you know we're we're gonna be fielding a, a a starting lineup of of like Grant, Todd Gibson, um, Rant, uh, like Bobby Portis, Robin Lopez. Robin Lopez. I mean, it, you literally don't have a point guard at the moment unless you count Jerry and Grant and Jose Calderon. Like you literally don't yeah, even have I, one. I agree. So, I mean, we're we're gonna really like I, we're not making a playoffs like next year. And I think they're going to convince themselves, like, well, we could slip into the eighth seed or we can slip into the seventh seed, kind of like this year. You know, you know it just, 
I don't know. No, I don't know how they can convince it. Any any competent Bulls fan or even just basketball like watcher is going to be like, how the hell are you going to make like the sixth seed when so many Eastern Conference teams have improved? Yeah, the East was tight last year. Yeah, the Bulls didn't make it with a 42-40 record. Right. You have to think, maybe that's my homerism, that Washington will do a little more damage. Who knows yeah, with Milwaukee. Noah. Get some Noah. We'll talk about that too. <laughs> Um, Indiana, Indianapolis might be Indianapolis. Indiana might be a little better. I think they're a oh, lot better. I think they're going to be a lot better, man. So yeah, they've got some players now. And so let's segue because I was talking about Orlando, and God knows what the hell has happened. But so we'll just segue there from Sergi Baca to Orlando deal. I have equally passionate feelings about this, namely from the Orlando perspective of what the hell are you doing? Um, it's just an, it's like a it's a win now I'm, move when you're not ready to win now. I think it's almost acquiring a name just for the sake of acquiring a name. I'm like, I'm not necessarily sure that it fits. Um, it doesn't, especially when they have Aaron Gordon. Right. I, I don't. I don't understand. I really don't understand the move Orlando made. Like maybe some, you know, behind the scenes things went down be- between the GMs or whatever. Um, I don't know because it it makes no sense to me. Yeah, they finally gave Aaron Gordon breathing room when they got rid of Tobias Harris, yeah. which was stupid. Um, He's and- healthy, man. Uh, oh yeah. man, he's good. But so Aaron Gordon actually gets minutes and he looks nasty. And now you're going to put him right back on the bench. You're starting five for Orlando at the moment. You have Vucevic at center. Theoretically speaking, you have Ibaka at power forward, Aaron Gordon at small forward, your boy Herzonga at shooting guard, or, and who's still and Alfred Payton at point right, guard or Evan Fournier. Right. If they resign him because he's a restricted free agent, but they really want to push push uh, Mario. So that that front line is really interesting. Like they should never lose a rebounding battle. But all the metrics on Ibaka, and granted, could be his role in the offense and the way he looked and stuff. Everyone's like he's kind of losing a step, and and just the numbers aren't the same from that perspective. And even the guy who you saw on the court, it just wasn't the same guy. Now you know, being in a situation where the coaching change didn't really acclimate well with him, I can understand that, but. Yeah, the change of scenery might help him, but he's still uh he's still a, a he's I don't, he just blocks shots so. and he shoots threes and he can't really do anything else though. Yeah, I and I would um I don't think he's gonna be shooting threes the way he shot him in OKC because if, if he doesn't have the guys around him, yeah, right, he doesn't like, he won't he have the open so, looks. He looks so much better with Durant and Westbrook. I, I don't see how he like looks this like any better on Orlando. Is Ibaka the type of guy who's going to help get your team over whatever that next hump might be to at least help with the development of Aaron Gordon and and Hazonia and Alfred Payton, whatever he's going to be? No. Uh, This just seems like a bunch of pieces that are put together, kind of like what Orlando's been for the last few years. But if they just gave up, and I can't, a few people made this point online today. It's like the Wizards gave up. Shit, they were lauding the Wizards deal in comparison. That's how bad yeah. the deal was. <laughs> they gave they were like for Morris. <laughs> they were like, at least for 13, straight up, you got Morris. And um, the uh, I think the, the there was another deal they compared in the lottery. They're like, for this player, you got this straight up. I think it was Utah straight for 12 for George Teague is what they right. ended up with. And then you took 13 or whatever Orlando's pick 11. was, 14. 11, okay. So you took 11 and Oladipo and Ilyasova. It's not like Ilyasova is a big deal, but two other pieces plus your 11 to get Serge Ibaka. Ilyasova helps them fill the hole of Ibaka because now you've got Cantor, Ilyasova, 
and Sabonis that you can play at the four. Sabonis was a steal for them, actually. Sabonis is such a big steal. Look at the top nine for Oklahoma City, assuming Durant is still there. Westbrook, Oladipo, Durant, Ilyasova, Steven Adams. On the bench, Andre Roberson, Enos Cantor, Domanis Sabonis, and uh, if you want to count Randy Foy, fine. Randy Foy there, too. But at least a top eight. If you look at your rotation from the top eight perspective. Wait, who wasn't on that list? Who isn't on that list? Yeah. Somebody that we hate oh so much. Oh, Dion Waiters gone. Yep. Dion Waiters long That's gone. That's a huge plus. <laughs> They've already sold all their real estate on Waiters Island. Yep. Yeah. All gone. Yeah. They, they, Andre Roberson and Oladipo. Oladipo in every way, shape, and form. Even if they miss the shooting, he's a better. He's an upgrade over Dion Waiters. But I mean, Westbrook, Oladipo, Ilyasova, and Stephen Adams is your theoretical starting lineup. Roberson off the bench. Cantor off the bench. Randy Foy, if you want to, and Demontis Sabonis. That's a really good team. Yeah. If I'm if if I'm Golden State, I look at them and I say, "Shit, we need to get Al Horford now." Like we need something because the team, as was constructed last year, with basically playing four on five with Roberson at two, took you to seven games and was a brain choke away from beating you in seven games. And now they just got better. They got somebody who doesn't need the ball and can be somewhat of a viable offensive threat. Although Roberson did play really well in that series, but. I, someone who's going to get better. Yeah, I mean, how many more open looks is, is Oladipo going to get now? Exactly. His, his driving lanes are going to be massive. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? They're, they're just going to be cutting and dishing, like, constantly. And, yep. and, to, like, yeah. and back to the Derrick Rose point, Ibaka's going to walk after this year, too. So he's going to get – they were talking about something in the neighborhood of 28 to $29 million. For Serge Ibaka? Yeah. Right? Because Orlando's going to be like, well, shit, That's we got insane. We got we to gotta keep gonna him. Go for the, they're going to go for the sunk cost theory. They're like, well, we already paid this much, so we just got to keep them. So we got to pay them this much. There's just, it, I, I get the win now mentality is so stupid, and I understand why it happens, but it just, it was a, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. And meanwhile, Oklahoma City, if you really want to look at it, this is kind of a, a redo or a, on the James uh, Harden. From the James Harden mess. Yeah, they, that they're like, they got more off this deal than they got off James Harden. Mine, I mean, Basically, they got Steven Adams out of James Harden. Everything else was poo. Whatever. Yeah. Jeremy Lamb and I think Perry, whatever, turned into Perry Ellis or Perry Jones. Perry, Perry Jones. Perry yeah, Ellis he's been design. excellent. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Do you, tr- do you think they try to like get uh, James Harden back uh, next no. next year? Not with, no, I don't think there's any money left. Durant and Harden would be a combo package. I mean, maybe if Westbrook walks, that's... The cap Maybe is going to be so freaking high. Yeah, but everybody's got money. Yeah, but the That's max the contracts go so high that it just all kind of balances out. It's disgusting. It's literally close to thirty million dollars a year. That's the those are the contracts we were trying to avoid when we had when the first lockout happened in '98, right? Those those are the, the Allen Houston type deal where he's making thirty million dollars a year, some insane amount of money at that time. I don't know. It was as soon as it happened, and there was people who were like. They were saying like, well, I don't know who won this trade. I'm like, how oh is this God, not a yeah. terribly lopsided yeah. trade? People like, overvalued Serge. He he looked so much. He looked so good because he was the third fiddle. It, yeah. People are gonna just see what a shitty shitty deal that was for Orlando. Well, like even Zach Lowe like tried to somewhat defend the deal for Serge, but in like his yeah. defense, he kind of damned him because he's like, yeah, you know, Serge Ibaka is like the four that you wanted five years ago. He's Exactly. He's not the he's he's not the dominant player that you want to build a team around. 
if this was three years ago, we would still be like, oh, it was an interesting deal. Both sides got better. Right? Not anymore. Yeah. No. And there was a legitimate concern. How stupid, I mean, not hindsight is always 50-50, to quote the great Steve Spurrier, but <laughs> if if you, how stupid do you look where, like, Oklahoma City was like, well, we have to give a max deal between Ibaka and Harden, so we'll just, we're going to put all our money on Ibaka for that one. How'd that work out? Yeah, that's pretty terrible. But hey, they had money to give Enos Cantor a max deal last summer. Because that was a great oh, idea. I mean, he God. contributed on one side of the court. He actually, he actually he, became he an signs. average defender. Yeah, he showed signs actually in the playoffs. So I have to can, give him some credit. If he can become, just, just work on that just a little bit more, you know, I think he could be their starting four. Easy. We'll see. I mean, the, their best four is Kevin Durant. Yeah. I, What's the odds that he plays uh, for at a, for an extended period of time? Oh, no, they won't bust that out to the playoffs. Yeah. Exactly. And you could theoretically look at a lineup of someone like Westbrook, Oladipo, uh, I guess Roberson, and then Durant and Steven Adams. The problem is that you have two non-shooters on the court. Yeah, I, I think they're also forgetting that. I mean, Cameron Payne actually started to come on. So if he actually develops, I mean, that could be a really good, uh, you know, backcourt uh, role player for them. He just got didn't get enough minutes for really impress me last year. Say, like, okay, he's a viable option. But His, his minutes towards the end of the season were pretty impressive. It's just once it became playoff time, they locked the roster up, and he never saw the court. With that type of athleticism they just added, and I'm not talking about Ilyasova, but uh, with Oladipo, I mean, shit. Like, that's that's just makes everything really interesting. I love their athleticism. Their athleticism is what gave San Antonio hell, and it's what gave Golden State hell, and you just got more. And their physicality, it's really their physicality, too. Like, they didn't, like, they weren't very nice to Steph. They definitely set very hard screens and stuff. That's going to be what they miss from Surge. That, and you have a guy who is going to absolutely relish the idea of trying to lock up Steph Curry for 40-plus minutes a game at Oladipo. I, 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 you know, if Westbrook's not too busy literally trying to eat him. But the Stephen Westbrook Adams is progressing. is totally going to try to eat him. Yeah. Stephen Adams not, stepping up is really what allowed them to let Ibaka go because they're like he, – he really became a star in the playoffs. And now the, I think they felt comfortable letting Ibaka know knowing that they've got that anchor – at at the at the center position, and as we said a few times, Sabonis was a really nice piece. That's kind He's of the best the center of the draft, in my opinion. He might be one of the big steals of the draft. In fact, he not that I am a draft nick of the college of the college basketball variety, but I would have taken him in the top ten, especially over some of the guys that did go in the top ten. The Raptors, the guy from Utah that they took, that terrible, yeah, terrible. Yeah, that, what about this Dragon Bender dude? I thought he was supposed to be like pretty filthy. I go he back is. and forth on the dragon all the time. Some people are like, he's awesome, and some people are like, he's Andrea Bargnani. I love the fact that they got him, but then they also got Marquise Chris because that's like yeah, one so of those the point two was, is going to work out. Well, they replaced Marquise Morris with, with Marquise Chris and, and Dragon Bender, which I would take that deal 10 times out of 10, of course. But um, with Chris, actually, they were talking, I think it was Chad Ford, the ESPN NBA guy. He was like, I've heard comparisons to Marquise Chris between Sean Marion and Sean Kemp um, and said he's the highest ceiling behind Ben Simmons and Ben uh, whatever, Ingram. Brandon. Um, I, I keep Mark Ingram keeps coming to my head because, again, my head's in all in football right now. But um, <laughs> I love terrible running backs. Well, Mark Ingram's not terrible. He had a great year last year. But if you put a sm- – think about a small ball lineup. So I was, I was kind of – 
looking at this once I saw the you pay, play Bender the at the five and, and Chris at the four. And that's a nice, nice rotation. Brand, Brandon Knight, Eric Bledsoe, Devin Booker, Marquise Chris and, and Dragon Bender. Yeah, that's a nice lineup. And that's they can not... run. Exactly. There's athleticism seeping out of their pores there. Yeah, no, they're going to be a again, they're going to be a, a nice uh, NBA league pass team to watch. They're just young as hell, yeah. and they're probably about two or three years right, away. But they'll be fun to watch. Do they'll just like um, maybe squeak into the playoffs or be on the outskirts and then get crushed in the first round? Yeah, they'll get crushed in the first round. I don't even know if they're necessarily a fringe eighth seed yet. I mean, I think in two years they're like you know the bottom somewhere between the fifth through eighth, fifth seed through the eighth seed. But I think the other team that really really pissed me off on draft night if I'm just too busy ranting and raving is I really, really like it was all this foreplay all day long of what's Boston going to do? What's Boston going to do? What's Boston going to do? And it was the most anticlimactic finishing I could think of. Nobody wanted their shit. (laughs) He tried really hard. That was Danny Ainge's nightmare. That was the absolute worst outcome that they could come up with. Eight fucking picks, man. Like, Oh my God. Like just, you got to get rid of some of them. So I obviously don't have all the insight into what happened, what was offered, and everyone keeps denying and stuff like that. But if I'm Boston, I would have just went with the, the again, football reference. I would have gone with the Ricky Williams deal. Here's all our picks, all of them. Take them all and go to somebody, go to Chicago or go to Minnesota and say, look, here's all our – no, they um, – yeah, or whoever. They, or they would have gone to Chicago. They want to go to Milwaukee or whoever and say, look, here's all our picks, all of them. Give me what you – give me your best player. But their picks Somebody's weren't valuable. We don't know how much. I think they were like haggling over, or haggling over it and saying. Well, the Jimmy I mean, Butler I deal was basically it was, we'll give you. Oh no, I don't know that one. I know the Minnesota one. That was the Minnesota. Yeah, it was part, basically they said too. we'll give you Ricky Rob- Rubio, and they're like, no, we want Zach Levine, and that that was no, that was yeah, that was the there. Bulls, the Bulls one, um, yeah, yeah. I just don't understand why Boston wouldn't have gone and said, look, here's everybody. And then, fine, so you keep the picks. Then you end up with Jalen Brown, who John called it. Um, reach, maybe, sort of, who knows? They needed score. They need shooting. Like, Buddy Hyde was on the, like, there are so many, like, pure scores that they could have gotten. And I love Buddy Hyde. Oh, my God. He's going to be filthy I'm, on New Orleans. He's going to be filthy. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to put it out there. I love Buddy Hyde. I think everybody who was saying bad things about him is going to regret it. I just, it was so stupid, and this is the time of the year where we fall in love with the resume instead of the actual fucking player. And Buddy Hyde is is he's was my probably my favorite player in the draft. Oh, he's gonna be filthy. So they end up the the Boston Celtics end up with Jalen Brown at three, which is a reach. Whatever they could have traded back, they took the guy that they love. Can't feel you know can't fault them for that. Then they end up with Gershon Yabusele, who sounds like Grey Poupon, and Ante Zizic, which cool yeah that's not really going to do anything and the couple of comparisons i saw were french draymond french larry johnson he smells like kevin seraphim but he's another big on their crowded bench of bigs right and you added another big and then you added another Mm -hmm. big in ante sizic it's like okay you had four picks and what did you do with them you took two draft and stash guys congratulations you're going to be the fourth or fifth seed again next year and you didn't do anything to make your team noticeably better yeah i was really hoping a, a that they were going to make a move and get some type of star player. I I thought maybe Blake might be on the move, 
or maybe Okafor was going to Boston because they offered the third for Okafor at the trade deadline in in uh, Philly said no, but I thought this time Philly, Philly would say— Philly had a good, gra- uh, good draft, man. I thought Philly would say yes so they could get Chris Dunn to pair up with Ben Simmons. No, I think the haggling point was that Philly's like, you can have Nerlens Noel, and they're like, what the fuck am I going to do with Nerlens Noel? Yeah, nobody wants him. Right? So, fuck you, Toshiba updates. <laughs> but it was just so disappointing to see that how it transpired and then you're like for all that foreplay again for for what yeah i i really thought that blake was gonna end up in boston for some reason i don't know why i just doc's not gonna trade him because doc is a coach and doc only thinks about immediately what's 10 minutes in front of him he's not gonna trade blake griffin because i think he knows he still needs he's coaching for his job so he's not not gonna get no it would have been stupid to trade him but i still thought maybe for some reason it was gonna happen because that was the only team that i thought could offer enough to get him maybe what what has ainge done since putting the big three together in terms of nothing and he only did that because he was homeboys with kevin McHale. yeah so in like the nine years since he's you know just kind of done he's accumulated assets like sam hinkey which exactly goes back to my theory of assets don't mean shit, except for Sam Hinkie, because I love Sam Hinkie. But Sam Hinkie was done wrong. Well, he was done wrong, because now that all that asset collecting, is, it's kind of like paying off. Not to mention the fact I would have tra- I would have bent on Okafor and said, here's Okafor, take no- you know, give us back number three, and then gone with either Chris Dunn or Jamal Murray or whoever point guard du jour that you would have gone. Now you have a team. Now right. you're like, all right, there's a plan. We have thought behind this process, all of those things. If I had to move, what's his name, Covington, fine. It's a second-round pick. We got lucky once. Hopefully we can get lucky again, but at least you've got pieces. You've got a rim protector. You've got Ben Simmons who can do shit, and then I would have, I personally would have taken Jamal Murray. I know John's not as high on him. I do not like him. I don't but know. But I would have taken Jamal Murray at one. I mean, uh, sorry, three, and put him at the point guard position. No. Wow. Dunn can do way more than Murray. Dunn can't as well do the thing that they need the most which is just someone who can literally put the ball into isn't i think buddy? murray isn't that buddy buddy's amazing I, I i i mean i don't know if he would necessarily fit there but i think he would have he would have been a great addition i think boston, he would have been a great great addition boston would have been such would've. a good addition there. i think he would have been a great fit in minnesota i was actually my secret hopes that he went to minnesota because a team with minute with buddy wiggins and towns i know because he's not very good at defense well, so it wasn't going to happen well doesn't done like represent the end of uh ricky yeah, yeah, basically. basically. Yeah. I mean, they're shopping Ricky's, uh, Ricky Rubio for a ham sandwich. Yeah, I, I don't want him. I'll keep my ham sandwich. ham sandwich. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and and Thibodeau's like, we'll also give you Nikola, uh, Nikola Pekovic for it. And it's like, no, thanks. Pekovic uh, can actually be decent. Isn't man. he like playing – He isn't he ready just to go back overseas and play over there and he do was injured things? A lot last year. <laughs> <laughs> you know he has – he has All like of some them mad like some sex trade – can. You know, connections. Yeah, yeah. His sure. cousin is just, you know, kidnapping women all over the he's, world. He's the bad guy in Taken. Absolutely. But actually, Philly, like, apparently this, like, Luawu dude or whoever, like, is uh, he's, actually not bad. He's pretty God filthy. And then the, the Turkish guy that they got in late in the first round was a pretty good He was pretty supposed to be, pick. like, lo- late lottery yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, no, Korkmaz they got or whatever. Yeah. Korkmaz. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, taking a quick break from today's podcast, I wanted to give a shout out to my friends at KN Engineering. KN's replacement air filters are designed to increase horsepower, improve vehicle performance, and provide excellent engine protection that lasts for the life of your car, truck, or motorcycle. And as the original performance filter of NASCAR, KN's air filters are made from multiple layers of oiled cotton filter that provide superior airflow, resulting in crisper throttle responses and more torque throughout the engine RPM range, and excellent filtration that help you help ensure a long engine life. They're easy to install and they come with a worry-free Canon Million Mile Limited warranty. So stop buying cheap throwaway air paper filters again and again and go to www.knfilters.com podcast to get a great deal on a Canon replacement air filter with free shipping. And as a bonus, you'll get a free KN hat with your purchase. So once again, visit www.knfilters.com slash podcast and see why millions of KN air filters have been sold since 1969. Yeah, I mean, there's a stash. So might as well, like, just... Is he, though? They could, they, they could bring him over right now and start playing him. They got nobody else to play. I think his buyout's too expensive, and he doesn't want to pay his buyout. Or is there something about the buyout that was an issue? But yeah, I think they drafted him as a stash. I don't. I don't think he's going to come over immediately. So getting back to Buddy, Buddy, as I said, like probably my favorite player in the draft. I, I just, I hate the situation he's in in New Orleans. There's just too many washed up pieces of crap there that are going to hug minutes. But him and shots. running the, the the pick and roll with Anthony Davis is going to be money. And Gordon is gone. Like nobody. Absolutely. Like, there's no way Gordon's going to come back. So. Well, Eric Gordon's gone, but you still have Drew Holiday. You still have Tyreek hucking up shit, Evans. Yeah, and then I mean you have a log jam of shitty else. wings. Like okay, they're gonna get minutes in terms of Dante Cunningham and Quincy Pondexter and even the infamous Alonzo G. Like these guys are just gonna get minutes and that they're just gonna eat into Buddy's time for no good reason. Yes, Davis and Buddy are two great pieces. I love that. Um I, I just I want I want them to fast forward and get rid of Holiday. God get rid of Tyreek Evans. And they're both off the books next year. Right. I don't think Evans is off the books. I think Evans got a couple more years. That's my biggest problem with them. Because that guy is just a black hole. Holiday's off the books next no, year. No, Tyreek sure. is off. Uh, Tyreek is off. Yeah. He is off the books yeah, next yeah. year? Good for them. And I think they have a couple other shitty wings that are off the books after that, too. Because they. Alonzo G is also off. Like oh, all the guys you just mentioned, they're done. So. It, it all, if yeah. they're thinking two years from now, what's Ashik's contract? Oh, uh, like? it's kind of out there. It's in like 2020. Which it's not terrible. I mean, it's not a good contract, but he's not. Yeah, he's not your biggest problem. He'll be making eleven mil in twenty twenty, so it's not like that's going to hit the cap at all. Because in twenty twenty, I'm sure the cap will be fucking. That's like going to be like the veterans minimum. Yeah. Exactly. I was going to say that's going to be everyone's like, what a cap friendly deal. <laughs> he's such a bargain for a twelfth man. I mean, Anthony Davis is going to be making twenty mil next year when the max is going to be thirty. Like that's yeah. a deal. That yeah. can't believe I'm saying that. That's a deal. I think Steph Curry is also going to be making some very, very criminal amount of money. Well, after his finals appearance, like he's, he should. He's making 12. Next yeah, year. I don't think he's gonna, he can up the ante after that finals appearance where he's going to say, like, hey, you got to pay me like an elite. It's like, really? I'm not sure I have to. Yeah, I thought there, that there might be a chance that they would extend him this summer. I don't think so. No. I think they're going to let that one ride. Not when, not when like, the, this game, the season is riding on it and you have Kevin Love defending you. And you just can't get around him to get a clean look. Like, something, something ain't right there. That Kevin look, Kevin Love lockdown about a minute, 50 seconds left, right about in that time, was probably the most, the worst moment of Stephen Curry's career in the NBA. 
You mean the behind the back pass out of bounds that was, wasn't? That was horrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. Especially no, but I mean, that was just getting Dalla open at the top of the key. I think getting locked down by uh, uh, Kevin Love is 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 up there. I'm gonna have to agree there. because who the fuck gets locked down by Kevin Love? When have those Kevin Love and locked down aren't yeah. in the same sentence? Yeah, Kevin like, Love locks down is shed. That's about it. <laughs> That's about it. And I'm not even my sure. My lawnmower's sure. safe tonight. I'm sure the padlock will find a way to escape it. <laughs> He's the wrong key. I mean, Jesus. He, uh, but nobody's going to remember that, and nobody's going to remember Kyrie. It's all going to be LeBron carry the team single-handedly. I don't know. We talked about that offline as well. I think there's going to be a lot of Kyrie, like, oh, he's oh, arrived. They're going to ball wash him all summer exactly. long, and I and hate it's gonna it. It's just insufferable because, I mean, you know, he, he balled his brains out as angry as I was for the last three games. You know, he played fucking he, well. He played ridiculous, and he kind of was a little bit of a no-show for the in Game Seven until the third quarter, which of course, I think he had thirteen in the third quarter. Yeah. Uh, in the third quarter of Game Seven, two things that kept stand, closing that thought on the finals. Two things that kept standing out to me is one, Cleveland. Every time Golden State, like, oh, they're making a run. Golden State's going to make a run. They're going to do something. Cleveland would just hit this dagger shot and just totally kill the or, momentum. Or LeBron would just take it to the hole. Or he, well, they, they had no they answer for stop. that. They had no answer for that whatsoever. There was just if, if LeBron took it to the whole every single possession, the Golden State still couldn't. That stop is it. them but, missing Andrew Bogut. That's one of the things that, that was the saddest part really about that. About. Yeah, they really miss Bogut. That's why Playing they're going to go for Azili. Anything was just terrible. Like it, I wonder if they're going to reach for Dwight. I really hope they don't. But they they kind of need like a big man. Dwight Howard is the antithesis of everything that they're about. But the, the whole – everything that set them up for this greatness was them missing on Dwight two years ago. Oh, you know who's a free agent? Kendrick Perkins. Oh, God, no. <laughs> God, we see – is he still cashing checks? Kendrick Perkins is still cashing checks in like, New Orleans. Please, please go play in the Sabra League. What happens – be done. What happens if Barn leaves and uh, – um, Golden State gets Hassan Whiteside. That's the other interesting variable because he would fit really well there, except from a personality standpoint, because he's another knucklehead. Yeah, he's it's another big old knucklehead. Crazy. But do do you think but, that like Kerr is Kerr good enough to reel him in, or is that you know just not going to happen? So I think the question has to be asked, as blasphemous as this might have seemed three years ago, is Kerr a product of having a really good? St- roster uh it helps. yeah I, I certainly but he's also think a, i think he also is a good coach that got the most out of his roster sure i mean he wasn't mark jackson yeah right exactly but mark jackson right. also never fielded a healthy warriors team in the in the playoffs that's a fair point as well steph curry is banged up conveniently during the mark jackson era for, for a lot of it and curry's insistence on playing Azili. And playing Harrison Barnes and those types of guys and, at the most clutch minutes was just so, so and frustrating. why the offense went through Azili, like, for fuck's sake, your first two possessions in Game 7 went through Azili. And then you started the second half going to Azili. Like, what he, the hell? Yeah, he hell had two turnovers back-to-back trying yeah. to dump on the ball. And I'm like, why? When, by all accounts, he's a completely clueless airhead. And you're going to put, when everything is on the line with all these ramifications, you're going to try to boost Azili's self-esteem in Game 7. I just don't get it. I know they were running running low on options. That team was banged up. But 
Festus Azili and, and Harrison Barnes. God, I, I there are a few more atrocious performances That's I've fun. seen in clutch times than Harrison Barnes. That was horrific. He showed up is, like early in the series, though. Like you can't like fault him for because I mean when he showed up, they just clearly won. He just didn't right. show up at the end. I mean, and completely choked but, in the last. But neither did game. Clay or Steph. That's what. That's what your stars are. Your, if if Steph plays like Steph, how the heck would Cleveland have beat that? Clay Steph, was Steph was missing open shots. Steph was missing a lot, a, a lot. I mean, it was almost to the point where Steph Curry was, well, not almost. He was the third best t- t- player on the Warriors for that entire series. At, I mean, at no more than the third best player. It was Draymond and it was Clay. Those were the two best players. And Draymond, as many have said, was the only player that showed up in Game 7. He was the only one from, from Golden State. That was it. Dude played the game of his life, and he had no help outside of a couple of clutch shots here and there from Clay Thompson. But even then, if, go back and look at the stats. It was ugly. Yeah. yeah. I, when Clay Thompson very started hitting, like, Clay started hitting, like, his shots. Like, he hit a three, and then he hit a nice little baseline jumper. And I really expected him to just, like, catch fire. And then it just didn't happen. See, I thought when Steph got the block and then hit the three, I thought that was the turning point, and they just didn't take that momentum. And everything the last three games, as soon as you're like, all right, this is the turning point, this is the type of shot that rolls the momentum, and Cleveland would just come back with a gut punch every single time. Every single time. I mean, in game five and game six, it was just Kyrie hitting impossible shit. Hitting Stephen Curry-level shit. That was Kyrie Irving. And it was so frustrating. Yeah, I kind of expected almost like all the shots that Kyrie took were, were going to go in. That's that's how good he was that series. It was he he was I mean he hucks them up, but he was making them. But if half those shots don't go down, we're tarring and feathering Kyrie Irving for you know for the entire summer. But they went in, yeah. and that's all that matters. Yeah. Now. What does it say? They lost nine games in the playoffs, and that's as many as they lost in the regular season. Yeah. So, is it? Yeah, but is it? Be- that's because the regular season's bullshit. I don't know because, like, you know that I I wonder what the NBA would look like if they went to like a a baseballish kind of thing where like you play the same team like four games straight, and then you go to the next one, right? If you always played the same team, like teams adjust. Uh, you know, that's what the playoffs are all about, are adjustments. So It's the chess match. Yeah, and, and, you know, that's what you could see with OKC. Like, they played really well. I don't care, like, that they lost the series. Like, that was a close series. I mean, they blew them out when they won, and then their losses were very, very close. Um, LeBron just finally clicked, and Bogut was gone. But I wonder how many teams would have actually been able to beat Golden State if they had played them in, like, you know, four-game series. I wonder I if a lot of it was skewed because I, th- from the perspective of Golden State, ran out of gas. Like so much of their emotional energy was well, they ran out of gas and they for the seventy three. They ran nine. out of health. That too, which is a function. I think you know they're obviously functions of each other. I, I don't know. It's it, it says a lot when you, when you as Neil said when you lose nine games in the playoffs and nine games in the entire but regular also, season. You know when you don't have the temperament to not um, punch somebody in the nuts. And get suspended for a game, you know. I mean, that also was a massive turning point. That was the exactly turning point. Exactly yeah. what he was doing when he was stepping over a freaking oh. hothead. You know, he cried to Adam Silver. You know, he. Oh, did. Of course, he did. we all know absolutely, absolutely. without question. Absolutely, he did more. Well, than who's cry. laughing now? 
Yeah. Unfortunately. Fortunately or unfortunately, who's laughing now? Yeah. And, and to his point, as I said, Draymond Green was the only one who showed up for Game 7. Didn't really show up much for Game 6. No, he was absent. That was terrible. He sucked in Game 6. He was terrible. You, But... Yeah. I in this is the, the this is very much loser talk and only losers say this, but I think Golden State just as much as they lost, they beat themselves. They were so sloppy. They were arrogant. They, they were totally they arrogant had the whole time. They're like, ah, we got this, we got this. Yeah, we game got game five, seven, game seven. Like, no worry, we'll get game six. Game six, no worries, we got game seven. And then even like in the in the first quarter, they they weren't dialed in. There was a couple, I think, I can't remember what pod I was listening to, but some, a few people were like, Golden State was kind of hot-dogging it, even in Game 7. Like, Behind before the, the back, game. out-of-bounds yeah, pass. That That's was awful. Stupid. Just stupid. I mean, just just a lot of dumb shit. Like, you know, dribbling the ball off your feet. Like, first-grade-level crap, and you're just doing this. Going to Festus keep- Azili. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's- well, then, and then, like, immediately, like, to start, like, the, the game... Uh, Steph Curry goes for a three, thinks he gets fouled, cries to the ref, whereas his guy goes and gets a basket. And it's like you just gave up two points in game seven because you wanted to cry to the refs. And that's a really interesting point because Golden State absolutely lost their composure. I mean, there's so many different examples where you can point to that. Cleveland never really did, even down 3-1. That's LeBron. That's LeBron. As much hate as I spew and on LeBron as a Bulls fan and any other – Man, Bulls fans hate LeBron. Ugh, what a fucking prick. But uh yeah, that was all him. That was all him. His he's he's a fucking good player, man, and he like knows what it's about. He's been to the finals six straight times. But not only That's is nasty. that we gave him we gave him so much shit about, you know, all the passive aggressive with Kevin Love and not getting along with Kyrie Irving and getting David Blatt fired. He kept the team together the whole time in when they were down three one and everyone it was as I said and I wrote, it was laughable. It was the most idiotic idea for someone to say that Cleveland was going to win this series after 2-0 and after 3-1. If you said Cleveland was going to win the series, people were like, shut the fuck up. You're an idiot. Yeah. Like, you're stupid. Or you're the biggest Cleveland homer ever, right? It was a laughable idea. And he was the one keeping the team together. He was the one who's like, this is normal. This is okay. He didn't have the weight of history. It didn't feel like 2010 where he walked off the court against the Celtics. Like, it just didn't feel like that. It wasn't him. Now, it was credit where credit is due. They and that was to a lot of the entire Cavaliers team that they just kept their composure the whole time. They didn't really change anything. You know, they were like, "Fuck you, we're gonna put Kevin Love back in the lineup." I don't care what everyone else is saying. We're gonna play him. Obviously, not as much, but we're gonna do our thing. Kyrie Irving still has the green light to huck up all these shots, and they started going in. Yeah, what Kevin Love magically had, you know, was plus eighteen in Game Seven. I still have this delusion though that. Um, LeBron James is going to go to some other team this summer just to prove that he can win anywhere. Because I legitimately think I legitimately think that he could, you know, come to Washington and they would be an instant favorite in the in the East. Or he could go to the Bulls anywhere. He could go anywhere. John, you have a good job. Whatever crack you're on, you need to stop smoking it. Like you just need to stop smoking that shit. Like that. Whatever rock you're on. I didn't say he would. I just had these delusions that maybe like he thinks he can win anywhere. He can. That's the thing. He's and like, and so I I just think maybe he might say, you know what, Cleveland, I gave you your championship. I'm going to go win somewhere else just because I'm that fucking good. I think he can now, for the rest of his life, coast it and establish the next phase oh, of his he's career. He's trying to go for GOAT. That's the thing. Like, 
he, he's going for goat. There's no way that he is going to coast now. He's he just wants yeah, his no. legacy to like continue to grow. I think he he's goes to LA said, next summer. No, no way, no way. I don't think I, so, especially with the cap going up. I think be, Cleveland. He will. will be in Cleveland this year, but I think he skips town next summer. Maybe. I think the biggest thing, if they can, if they can trade Kevin Love, they let me rephrase that. They should. They should trade Kevin Love. But if they can do that and get anything of value that complements LeBron in the right way, instead of asking LeBron what he wants, compliment him in the right way, that team is dangerous. So does Kevin Love get traded to Boston because Boston needs to do something after not for making what? a move? It's for what? See, ba- give, everyone ge- you can give pieces. Everyone keeps talking about, oh, Boston acquired assets. What assets? Look what those assets got you. You got Grey Poupon. You got you know, Aunt Zizic, and you got Jalen Brown. What did those assets get you? This whole concept, except for Sam Presti, because Sam Presti's the man, but except for, what did those assets get you? Well, they still you mean Hinkie? Pick next you mean Hinkie, year. Not Presti's kind not of Presti. Sorry, Sam Hinkie. Sam Presti's not the man. Sam Hinkie is the man. God they rest still his soul. Get, I think they get to swap <laughs> with the Nets next um, next year. They get to swap picks. I mean, they couldn't give away those picks, and whatever they were trying to give them away for, they couldn't get anything. Just this whole... I'm a big believer that this whole concept of, oh, you got to acquire assets. Daryl Morey's been struggling with assets for years. Danny Ainge has been struggling with assets. Sam Pinky is couldn't get the assets until they finally got this year. And even then, there's still another 25-win team. It's like, what is assets getting you? At, at some point, you just either you take all your assets and make a move instead of everyone collecting assets and saying, oh, we've got assets, and no one's but, fucking trading them. But if you're Cleveland, wouldn't you say, all right, Boston, give me Jay Crowder in something? But everyone was making the point last night, which is a fair point. No one even wants assets anymore. They want immediate, packaged, ready-to-go, win-today stars. And that's a big function of ownership. But say, well, we've got these assets to build in the future. The only team that gives a damn about that are someone like Brooklyn, who no one's going to watch their games, and they need young talent there. I can't believe they gave up Thad Young to Indiana. It just makes sense. They have to blow up that foundation. It's I think they're five years away from blowing it up as it is. Well, they've they've already blown it up. I mean, but I mean, I, we should definitely discuss Indiana because I think that team is actually could be number two in the East. Dude, they look pretty nice. I I'm With excited Jeff Teague to see at the them. point guard. You I hope actually... he like has a rebirth, man, because Teague is filthy. When I but watched he... him. He yeah. loves Indianapolis. That's his city. Yeah. So I think he's going to step up. The biggest thing is you get Paul George away from the, the five spot. And you get rid of George Hill because he was terrible. He was terrible. I can't believe Utah wanted him. Like, Utah actually thought that he was the man. Like, why why wouldn't you go for Jeff Teague instead? George <laughs> Hill is actually very well-rounded. But, yeah. He's a yeah. jack-of-all-trade, master of nothing. The only problem with Indiana, I agree with everything you guys said, is they're just a little thin after the starting lineup. The starting lineup is really nice. Jeff Teague, Monte Ellis, Thad Young, Miles Turner, Paul George. They're just a little thin and behind it. I mean, they have, Ian Mahimi, you know, you know that's uh, – yeah. There's Rodney Stuckey there too. Oh, uh, CJ Miles is there. But, <laughs> <laughs> but they, can get, they can get pieces to fill out the roster. They do have doo-doo butter. But I mean, they have a lot of they they have a lot of not defense on their starting lineup. But, but Nate uh, McMillan like is not really he's not going to care. I mean, Nate McMillan needs to win now, uh, which is really kind of unfortunate for him. 
They have Paul they George. Have a roster. They Paul do have George. the roster. Paul George is filthy. It's I so love that too. Freaking good. That. He's good probably at everything. One, probably the most underrated player on the NBA last season. I don't oh think... yes, absolutely. I agree. Nobody, nobody like even talked about him when it came to like MVP and just how good like a player was. He he was he put up MVP like numbers, man. Easily in the top ten. Easily. I mean, probably closer to the top five than in the top ten. Yeah. Um, Thad Young really helps them. Playing for a good team that elect, that will contend in the East. I mean, it's it's who else you got in the East? If if Horford walks, Atlanta suffers a lot. If Hassan Whiteside walks, Miami suffers, and Miami's going to suffer anyway with because Dwayne Wade's yet another year, year older, and uh, and Chris Bosh is likely to retire. Yeah. So, See, Horford uh, Horford's definitely walking. But what's really interesting now is like just looking at the numbers. Um, Indiana is at fifty seven mil uh, in cap. So they they and they're going down. At, at like, so they got forty mil to spend. They got a fuck ton of money to spend. They can definitely get a max, a couple maxes even, or maybe just like two halves. I mean, I don't know. Like, they they can definitely go after somebody, uh, like pretty solid. But you know, like you guys were saying, they should just fill out their bench. There's so many role players. That's, and that's the beauty for where they are. They don't have to go chasing the big names and overpaying them. They can go start shopping in the bargain bin at the Dollar General type of place and say, all right, we need the guys who are going to fill in numbers 6 through like 10. Al Jefferson is available. David Lee, I know he's a piece of shit, but he actually might work out. He's a piece of shit from defense, but if you want him to score 12 points off the bench every game, he'll do that yeah, happily exactly. as well. All right. A flalo, a flalo. Everybody hates. That's fine, but I think you can get him cheap. I think he'd be great off the bench. I thought a flalo was going to be awesome in Oklahoma City, except now they got you know Oladipo, so that doesn't work. Yeah, that works way better. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> but um, a flalo could go to a contender and be an excellent contributor. And whoever gets Luol Dang is going to be better. Oh fuck Luol Dang. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can't slip that in there and pretend like we're not even gonna acknowledge that we're not gonna. I was close. I was close. See, I'm very. What if he comes to Washington with Joakim Noah? Uh, So you're gonna have a very good defensive unit until Noah, like you know, leaves the game early. Until Noah only plays forty games a year. Yeah. If Noah and Luol Deng sign in Washington, I'm going on an NBA sabbatical. (laughs) So like today, please like, sign. I will... <laughs> oh, okay, now I know what to wish for tonight. Oh my! I will go. I will abs- abstain from the NBA. When when the whole like so my buddy came in and told Come me on, he said, you "Have you something. seen the rumors about Noah to the to the Wizards?" I went, "What what are you talking about?" Like I was ready. I was like, "That is the giving Joakim Noah a max contract would be the most twenty eight million a year would be twenty eight million a year the most earny thing to do." It would be so early. And I was it like, I will so hang early. it up. I will I will become bench. a Timberwolves fan. I will hang it up. I will not care. I would seriously consider becoming a Timberwolves fan. Absolutely. I actually would. Really? But then so then Jay Michaels Thibs came out and he said to. that's that's not gonna happen. I don't think Thibs is gonna is gonna do I, I don't know what to make of Thibs as a uh, a GM over there. No coach should be a GM. Unless yeah. you're Bill Belichick, no coach should be a GM. No none. I would none give Popovich a GM uh a uh, don't sleep he's on never RCD done for it. doing all this shit. Yeah, he's never Everything done he's it. done overseas. No, I, I, yeah, you're absolutely right. But I, if anybody could do it, I think Pop uh, could probably do it. Phil didn't. Doc even Rivers do it. does it well. Not at all. Phil has already. Yeah, that's true. Phil, Phil is. Phil's not a GM. I'm sorry. Phil never did it. 
He just wanted some money, man. He didn't care. Phil is not a GM. He's probably well, yeah, he won with the Knicks actually. That's the funny part. Sorry, the only other guy who could do it is Pat Riley. Yeah. Yeah, Pat Riley could do it. Hanson. He could do it today. Pat Riley could, he could step kick down a Spolstra coach today. off the bench and say, I'm coaching. And maybe improve the team. And I love Spolstra. Yeah. I'd take Spolstra. I would happily Scotty Brooks, get the fuck out. Spolstra. If someone said, and we talked about this, I think, in the last podcast, it said if Eric Spolstra and Scotty and, uh, and, and Frank Vogel and Scotty Brooks were all in line, you could have two of the three. It's not even a conversation. Scotty Brooks would be way, 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 way back. Way gone. That wouldn't even be close. So I would have happily taken Frank Vogel. Happily. I know. Vogel's so good. Ugh. I wish the Bulls could have like, taken him. It has saddled him with this shit roster that's now added with Serge Ibaka. And it's like, here, Frank Vogel, you went from a promising team with actual blue chip talent, at least one of them, to a team to, with you must a hot win now. Oh, yeah, by the way, you must win now, too. Yeah. Yeah, they screwed him. Remember when we thought Orlando's GM was good? That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We're we're gonna find out which GMs are good this summer because there is gonna be some stupid money. I this really the think that- the Knicks are gonna give Joakim Noah twenty plus mil. You think the Knicks are gonna do yep. that? He wants no. Derrick Rose I, wants him. I think Derrick Rose wants him, and he wants to come to New York. And I think they're gonna get pressured, and all and 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 the, everyone's gonna be like, "Ah, oh, the Knicks gotta make the playoffs." It's it's the Knicks gotta make a playoff they're push. They're gonna get the him. Name for the seventh seed. That's where he's gonna end up. I. I pray, I pray that's where he ends up. Because if he ends up in Man, Washington, I don't want to see two of my beloved Bulls uh, on the Knicks. Are you kidding me? Fuck. He wants to go to New York. Uh, he does. He wants to play with Derek. Please, just, just for the love of God, don't come to DC. I would rather have Nene than Joakim Noah. Let's let's slow down a little bit for the Dude, money. On, you know, Nene. For, see, Nene and Noah you, on the same team. If you factor the money into this, I'd rather have Nene. And that's the other thing. Can, can you Nene put Nene on a team when, when Nene hates him so much? <laughs> I think you can because you'll be in the papers all the time and you'll get money from it. <laughs> they would literally get into fights every single day. Well, they Not that Nene is here. No, but. Yeah. I don't even think he plays basketball next year. I still think he retires. He's, somebody's going to pay him, especially with all this money laying around. Someone's going to pay him. Who, what was the report? There was – Dallas or someone of that nature, or not Dallas, not someone, they're not dumb enough, but someone dumb was gonna was kicking the tires on Jan Vesely. Oh, God. Oh, I, Why? I saw that and I just like thought it was the onion. Uh, I just figured it was totally fake. Because <laughs> who the fuck would give a fuck about Jan Vesely? He, he should never play an NBA minute in his life. Just stay, stay at home and, and bang no, Eastern still, Euro- European women. Keep playing in Europe. There's a report out of Turkey, not the poultry, but the country, (laughs) that it was Dallas, Brooklyn, and the Pelicans who are among the teams interested in big man Jan Vesely. Why? Who was playing for a team called Fenerbahce. I do like them. You said the the Pelicans? They are my favorite squadron. Why would the Pelicans be interested in him? Why would anyone be interested? Why would... Fenderbosch, Fenderbosch, be interested. <laughs> no, don't you know Blake Griffin is the year is the American Jan Vesely? No, Blake Griffin can actually realistically muscle. hope that when he throws the ball towards the basket, it goes in. You know what happens when Blake Griffin shoots free throws? They go in, and he's not terrified of shooting them. Oh my god! 
Well, he, yeah, that uh, that so the point being was the league. biggest setback. There are dumb teams with money to spend now. That is a lethal combination with lots of money to spend. Someone's going to give Nene a double-digit million a year contract. I- I'm convinced, so, and it's probably going to be Ernie at the end because no one's going else is going to take the money. So I was looking at it last year. So Enos Cantor got max money. Uh, uh, Greg Monroe got near max money and and they can't get rid of him fast enough and uh, reggie jackson got near max money and uh wesley matthews got near got max money wesley matthews on one achilles tendon so somebody is going to give a joakim noah type player max money absolutely somebody's going to give dwight howard 20 million oh, dollars a year. no no they're going to give 30. way more than that they're going to give yeah, him 28 exactly. that's the scary part and he's totally not like everything. All accounts are like he hated being in Houston because he didn't get the ball enough. Oh, that sounds like DeAndre Jordan. Oh my God! Why do you want this guy? Why would anybody want this guy? He wanted to show off the sky hook that just sucked. Yeah, that's like me showing off my sky hook. And, and apparently, I I read like one report that you know Milwaukee you know wants Dwight Howard, and I'm like. In that he would be interested because he doesn't want the pressure of the media because you know nobody gives a oh, shit. Oh yeah, nobody. Milwaukee. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> Milwaukee is not there to make the playoffs. I mean, I think the two most important things in Milwaukee are the Packers and the cheese. That's it. And the beer. Oh, the beer. I forgot about the beer. God forbid. Don't Can't forget, forget about the beer. beer. You know, I'm out of my my drink is empty. I'm sad. I had to go to um, backup beer number two. I had Anjali bring me down a uh, the bottle of scotch so I could refill. <laughs> Good man. Why even waste time with the beer? Just go straight to the good shit. I I I I want to like uh, figure out how we can fill Indiana's bench. If you guys will um, humor me for for a little bit. I don't want to talk about Indiana because that just makes me sad. They are good. They can be actually, so good. They can give Cleveland a solid like. They can actually rival them in the East. Like I want them to like compete. We have no. There's nobody in the East who's going to compete. I'm sorry. It's no, it's 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 Cleveland and a bunch Toronto's of Toronto's really no, no, nope, they're not they're really good. Shit. Yeah. God, Toronto. So Toronto it, had it, the ninth pick and they totally botched it. They took Tyler Zeller. Yeah, what's Masai doing over there? Remember when Masai? We all liked Masai. What the hell? Yeah. Does Derosian walk? What do you think? He's there's a lot of talk. He's walking. There's a lot of talk about L.A. He's, he's gonna go to L.A. He's he's going for money and he's walking. I mean, like the yeah, he he's just done. And L.A. will throw thirty at him. You. Well, they'd also want to get rid of Nick Young, so it might be like a trade. Uh, oh, like somehow they want to get rid of Nick Young. Yeah, he's shocking. gone. Yeah, they're trying to get rid of John's boy, Sweet Lou Williams, too. Oh, yeah, I don't blame. He just doesn't fit in this league anymore. I love you. Lou have Williams to be. <laughs> I love him as a bench player. He's fantastic. What you need some baskets off the bench? Put Lou in. The guys who are associated with the Wizards are probably the most depressing because every time you listen to it, like for like lately, it's been Joe Kim Noah. I've heard, um, I've heard Marvin Williams, which terrifies me. Like that would be such a such a terrible fit. Yeah. Um, Barnes. it's like we could hope, swing for the fences and hope for Chandler Parsons, and that I mean it's not going to happen. But like that's like what your hopes are. Right. There's Chandler Uncle Jeff- Parsons, extremely healthy, plays a lot. He's great at yeah. All of those things are false. Yeah. <laughs> There's oh, he has a, a hot girlfriend. I mean, that could be a positive. 
or there's Ryan Anderson because you know that's gonna be that's gonna solve all our problems by signing Ryan Anderson to a large, large, large deal. Chandler Parsons probably does have a spoken hot girlfriend. I, I'm sure he does. Fairly certain most NBA players do, except Dirk. Yeah, Kevin Love was banging a Playboy model, if I'm not mistaken. He's Kevin Love. Shocking. Yeah. Um, there's always uh, Gerald Green. Yay. Let me get excited about that one. No, the- oh, look. Zaza, Zaza Pachulia is a free agent. OJ Mayo comes- is a free agent as well. See, I'm just looking for bench players now. Like, I, I don't think it, like you're not going to find anybody who's going to like get you over the hump. I just don't see it happening. So you don't think Cleveland would take my favorite trade that I keep trying to make happen, but it's not going to ever happen? Not going to happen. Or, not after the championship. Trade, not after the championship. We trade. Not after Kevin Love locked down Steph. You're Curry. trading contracts you can't trade. Gortat, Porter, Ubre, and a future one for Love, and we'll take the shitty contract of Timofey. Don't trade Ubre. I really think he's going to be awesome. Well, you have to throw him in. I have delusions. You gotta throw him in from an asset perspective. Yeah, but I don't want to. Otto Porter can run around and just stick his arms out and hope for the best. No, I think I think Ubre's gonna ball out this year. You mean now that he's gonna be out away from a coach now, who now that he's actually gonna him? get playing time? Now I that think, you think Scotty Brooks is really gonna give him that much playing time? I think he's more gonna, than yeah, more than Randy Whip did. I think he will because he, he has no options. They only have six guys <laughs> under contract. <laughs> I mean, who else is going to play? That's thing. You've given Ernie Grunfeld Drill a lot of Eddie? money in an empty roster. Ooh. That scares the living shit out if of me. If you're the Wizards, do you just continue on with the status quo and just sign guys to short-term deals? I mean, that's what LeBron I would do. It just depends LeBron on who. I mean, what are you going to do? That's what I would do. Why invest? Because Ted Leones is going to say we need to make the playoffs because it makes him yeah, a few but more I can dollars. Make it, I can make the playoffs with just – Average ball players. It's long- not with six players on your roster right now. Their starting lineup's not terrible. Like if Beal stays healthy, their starting lineup can make the playoffs. Well, you're already you like, gonna, just- yeah, you're gonna beat the Bulls now, right? The Bulls were in your way last time, and then Milwaukee is like ass. So you're 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 you'll be fine. Like there's still too much athleticism and depth in Milwaukee. That if they turn around, they're still dangerous. It's not happening. I mean, the starting five of the Wizards is still good. If you factor in, you know, now you have Markeith, and if or if they actually can let Porter develop, and if, if Brooks can get something out of the young guys, like, yeah, there's a lot of good pieces, but there's a lot of places where they can do stupid things. Um, they really just need a deeper team that can stay healthy. Otherwise, and maybe if you can swap out Gortat, which you can't for something else, but no. not for Noah. And you can't have Gortat and Noah together because that's idiotic. But Yeah, that would be pretty piss poor. You, I mean, you could... I don't know, Al Jefferson might be available for cheap. He might be somebody you guys might want to go after. I kind of also think that Gortat might have a bounce back year because Whitman's gone because he hated Whitman. But he didn't Gortat. have a terrible year. He had a pretty... Exactly, he's a double-double double machine. He still dropped off a bit from 2014 and to where he was last season. And I think Gortai will have a nice one more maybe bounce back before he starts aging. Uh, now that Whitman is gone and Whitman is not going not gonna to be there to say everything Nene does is right and everything you do is wrong. 
You guys should also consider James Johnson. He's he's kind <sighs> of like I would take him can, as a role player off the you bench. Can get, Absolutely. You can get him cheap and he would be decent uh, you know, off the bench. And then Alan Crabb also can actually but he's restricted. Alan Crabb. You don't want to match yeah. you can't match. Like Portland will match that. Alan so. Crabb would be money on this team. But Jamal Crawford, that's a dude who every team who's looking to like get over the next hump should be targeting. That's a ring chaser guy. It is, exactly. I, yeah, so, no, he's only gonna go to a contender. Then he should go to Golden State. Or OKC. Hell oh my god. Yeah, he'd be and, money on OKC. Oh, that's that's yeah, he dangerous. Did not fit. That's really like, dangerous. He doesn't really fit on Golden State, but Oklahoma City he would be freaking oh awesome. He would, he would still fit on Golden State. Coming off I the think bench. he would fit on Golden State. Yeah. yeah. But he fits better on Oklahoma City. Yeah. That's another dangerous pick piece over there. My rooting interest next year is for Oklahoma City to win the championship. So Kevin Durant will officially not come here then? <laughs> yes, yes, he will officially not. Yeah, he's not. Good. I'm even like fringe. Does he even meet with uh, the Wizards? I don't know if we're on the list. I think if you had to handicap the list, it's the Knicks. Um, the Knicks will get a conversation. LA. See, I, I um, would put Washington over the Knicks. I don't even think the Knicks get a meet. No, the Knicks uh, I think. Will. Just because it's New York and L.A., yeah. they'll get a conversation. I think his big conversations will be Golden State and San Antonio, and I think he turns it down. Miami yeah. is also going to get a meeting. Before I thought he would get yeah, Miami Washington a meeting out of just courtesy. Houston would get a meeting before Washington. I, I think Scott Brooks I was just it, a mistake. I, I, you know, He's going to be like, I don't really want to establish this again. And everyone made a great point. They're like, how much did Durant love his team from three years ago when they just traded Ibaka? And he's like, LOL. Yeah. You know? The yeah. worst part is, like, you know, hindsight is Frank Vogel would have been awesome. If you really if you really cared about building a defense-first team, as Ernie Grunfeld claims, Frank Vogel would have been great. Now, again, we made a, you know, we blew our load on Scotty Brooks way too early before Frank Vogel even became available. Because that's what Ernie does. Ernie is a master of overpay. That's why, like this whole like Joakim Noah rumor shenanigans of giving him a max contract. I oh, totally but Noah will it. be defense first. Noah is going to be defense. I was like, first. if anybody's going to overpay anybody, it's freaking Ernie. And he'll justify, be like, well, we need a rim protector. It's like you have Marching Gortat, and I know he's not a true rim protector, but you have Marching Gortat. Right, and Marching Gortat, who actually plays, you know, 80, 80 games, you know, as opposed to forty. And the reason why Marching Gortat had to step back is because you ruined him because you all have a hard-on for Nene, who does nothing, who did nothing last year. Like, nothing. And I'd rather have Nene over Noah at this point. I don't know if I could that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, for, like, the same I, price, I, I, no way. Uh, yeah, no way. I'd have Noah over Nene all the time. I don't know if I would take Nene for half the price over Noah at full price. That's how little I value Nene. Nene is only good. I just don't value Noah. Said, if you could hip, if you could hypnotize Nene and say every game we're playing against is against the Bulls, <laughs> Nene would be Nene would he's be the second coming of Dwight. He'd become second coming of Dwight Howard. He's God an all star all day long. What a terrible series to watch. That was just so painful. No, like Nene Lovely. hitting like elbow jumpers and like freaking all day long. The corner of the all game. day like, long. Oh my God, stop! Like. Nene's a twenty-five and twelve guy against the Bulls, and a three and two guy against everyone else, with four fouls. Frustrating thing to watch. But every game he gives you an angry dunk. Where does Rajan Rondo go? 
Who knows? That's a very good question. Oh, I, I he's he's still like a competent point. Where guard. does Mike Conley go? Yeah. Well, see, that's another he, fascinating. Gonna, that's the biggest pay, question. They're gonna pay Conley a lot. He's and gonna get is, mad paid. This was I think he goes to San Antonio for the Knicks. Like, why did the Knicks go after Derek when they probably could have paid Conley a crap ton and they probably could have gotten like Jeff Teague as well? Like, so them going after Rose was just. A little bit odd to me when this smells to this smells a lot like Stefan Marbury, however many years ago. Yeah. It smells a lot yeah. like that deal. Mm. Everyone's like, "We got Stefan Marbury. How'd that work out?" Dude was in China He's after in China. Like three or four years. He's an all star in China, though, man. <laughs> That's because everybody else in China is my height. <laughs> Why well, the guys that are seven really foot? Well in China. Or unless they're seven feet tall, right? But the seven footers love playing video games. I'm going to stop there. I don't want to be like that girl, woman in Florida, or that sports reporter in Florida who's at all sorts of racist shit and got fired from her job. So I'm just going to stop there. You can get fired from your job? Well, this is not a job yet, but yeah. from my other Nah, <laughs> so. you'll still have listeners. Don't worry. Trump, Trump yeah. has many supporters. <sighs> Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> so Conley. Um, hmm, that's interesting. I don't know where he's going to end up. San Antonio. God, that would be dangerous. That's where he's going to end up. I'm telling you right now. Because it makes a lot Tony of sense. He's going to require a lot of money. That's the thing. People are going to throw they money at him. They have money, though. I think they have enough, they I think have they enough have money the... to throw it at Durant. They can throw it at him. He's plan B the... for them. And that would be really, really dangerous because the biggest Achilles heel to that team last year was Tony Parker in the playoffs. And, and age. So, you know, anytime they can get younger at a position and and maintain a high level. It's, and Conley's a, Conley's a table-setting type of guy that would fit really well in San Antonio. Def, definitely a culture fit, for sure. Oh, he'd be he'd be amazing. It's almost to the point now I'm thinking about, well, he'd be stupid not to throw a bunch of money at Mike Conley if you're San Antonio. It makes so much it does. sense. You no, know I, who else could go there is Lou Aldang. Lou Aldang! <laughs> He would actually uh, no, fit I, pretty well because Manu just opted out. Um, I, I don't know if his that ass walk. Yeah, seriously. Get you. I would get much rather out. have Luol come off the bench than Manu. I'm sorry. Yeah, Manu is just way past his prime. It's just done. That 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 it's just that cheese bald. is old and moldy. So bald. I just want to put my I want to put my teacup every time. His head looks like a big saucer, like the back <laughs> yeah, of the spot. <laughs> Give him, give him a yarmulke. I, exactly. I just don't understand how he can like make basketball moves. Still, he doesn't. He just like jerks around and he still gets blocked. <laughs> All right. Any final parting thoughts? Anything else we want to do? We're, we're I so I'm honestly, you, Eric, I'm gonna miss you, buddy. I was disappointed in the trades last night. I thought there were some good trades that I didn't see coming. But I thought there were going to be some bigger names moved. So we, everybody expected Butler to be moved. Yeah, I the biggest I think the biggest thing for me was a whole bunch of foreplay and it ended up with blue balls with the Boston Celtics. That pissed me off on so many different levels. So the interesting thing will be what happens to Blake and what happens to Kevin Love. I think Kevin Love ain't going anywhere. Yeah, I think they're both fine for another I year. Really, I think Kevin Love has to go somewhere. Why? Because they'd they be better win. off, they'd be better off with two role players than him. 
I don't. I, I don't think Doc feels that way. No, he's talking, he's talking about, about love. About Kevin Love. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about Blake Griffin. No, 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 no. No, they're gonna bask in the ho- they're gonna bask in the uh, in the honeymoon for one more year with Kevin yeah, Love. Yeah, they're gonna. Everything is yeah. great. Winning winning cures all the stink. They'll cut him mid season until it doesn't. Just they did like Blatt or like David Blatt. I mean, if he doesn't cut it the early the beginning of the season, he's the first to go. You know that's gonna happen. There's no way Cleveland repeats. I'll call it now. They're they're gonna trade him next off season. Next off season. See, I thought I. Yeah, I would buy that. I would trade him this off season. You would trade. I would trade him this off season. I would trade him this off season. This off season. If I were, I would be aggressive. I think I'd be in better shape to contend if I trade him this off season for the right pieces. His value is absolutely as high as it's gonna be. After being as low as it could be. Yeah, but I mean, like it was low. That everybody's like gonna critique his defense and be like, no, no, look, look, he he played defense against Steph. Against Steph on one leg. If I was Cleveland, I would have went to Boston and said four first round picks. Here's Kevin Love. I think Boston would have done it. Absolutely. Because they're so desperate to get rid of those picks. I think they would have done it. They're desperate for somebody and, with a name. Think about how much you're going to restock your roster, whatever level you're going to do so, by Cleveland by getting a whole bunch of first round picks. They just want a pertinent name. I think Kevin Love would have fit really well there, too. They have a big hole at power forward. And then you could have found a rim protector somewhere, and boom, you're done. And, you know, they kind of have a quality head coach. Yeah, I have one of the five best coaches in the NBA. He's like our age. <sighs> oh, my Stop. God. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder if Rondo can go back to Boston. Nah. That's not gonna happen. No, they need they need a they need a guard who can shoot. They don't need uh, Rondo. They have a guard who can shoot. They need, Thomas is a they, beast. They were like twenty eighth and three pointers in, in like threes last year. They were pretty shitty. Well, that's because nobody else could shoot. Yeah, so they need another like you know. Oh, Rajul Butler. There you go. That dude oh. could have another rebirth. Fuck that. Dude. No, no, he cannot. He's done in the league. Please, please be done in the league. I hope. I hope Evan Turner's done done in this league, but he's not. He's not. He actually he's gonna sign somewhere. Yeah, he showed up in the um, for Boston. He's actually not bad. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, thank you to everyone for listening to another edition of the Hell of the District podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us some feedback, and also check us out and follow us on SoundCloud. So until then, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to the Hail to the District podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts.